0: Enjoy the message. Now, I'm going to be talking to you this morning about a famous trio, a famous trio of words that show up all throughout the scripture. Now stay with me. The, this this famous trio of words, they, they, they just kind of flow through the scriptures and in fact, uh, In the early church, these three words were uh, early lessons that were constantly taught to encourage the believers in their walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. But before I reveal this famous trio of words, I want us to look at some other famous trios that uh, have made some great impacts on our life. If if uh, some of you are here this morning and maybe you're, uh, maybe you 're a football fan, you would appreciate the famous uh, trio from the Dallas Cowboys that was uh, Troy Aikman and Michael Irvin and Emmett Smith. that was the Cowgirls right there for you. I knowrelando 's a cowboy fan. all of my family are on, on my wife 's side they 're cowboy fans i don 't get it, but anyway. They, th- this trio right here, they won three championships together. If you're a basketball fan, my opinion, my, I'm just telling you my opinion, the greatest trio of all times was Larry Bird, Robert Parrish, and Kevin McHale. They they won three championships together with the Boston Celtics. And if you're a baseball fan, you are, some of you guys... Some of y'all don't even know who these people are, I'm sure, but you'll probably know who these three are right here, this pitching trio, Greg Maddox and Tom Glavin and John Smoltz. I mean, they were, they were powerhouses and they won a championship together and, and all three of these guys ended up in the, in the Baseball Hall of Fame, but I'm going to tell you right now, you got the, the Cowboy Trio, the Celtic Trio, you, yeah, but that's, that's the famous trio of all times right there, Hallelujah. Mo, Larry, and Curly. Those are my favorites. He got ahead of me up there. Thank you, Johnny. <laughs> that is my favorite, the Three Stooges. Hallelujah. Anybody even know who they are? Raise your hand. Okay, praise God. I'm thinking, man, nobody's even going to know who they are. But the greatest trio of all time we find of words in the Scriptures are these words here, faith, hope, and love. Faith, hope, and love. This this famous trio of words was, like I said, something that the early church constantly taught uh, as those people and those Christians in the early church would grow in their faith with the Lord Jesus Christ. Faith, hope, and love. Say it with me. Faith, hope, and love. If we've ever needed faith, hope, and love, it's the day that we live in right now. Amen. We need faith and hope and love. And the reason we need faith, hope, and love It's because we live in a society today that I would consider, I think you may agree with me, that we live in an information society where there's just an information overload all the time. It's a constant uh, just being bombarded with information. We have 24-7 news cycles that are constantly running, giving all kinds of information information. I'm sure right now uh, you could pull out your phone and every one of us would have access to any kind of information that we ever wanted right there at our fingertips through our cell phones. I heard somebody say one time uh, here recently that instead of in God we trust, now most people say in Google we trust. Because they're Googling so much information. And, and the reason information is not necessarily a bad thing, but we, we gather this information that is given to us, and that information is uh, given to motivate us to be prepared for something, uh, to do something. Information is given to us so we can uh, be ready to respond or not respond. And 2,000 years ago, Jesus gave some prophetic information that would hopefully motivate uh, motivate us uh, right here in this present day that we live in to be ready for something and to do something. Jesus gave prophetic information for, that would apply right now in 2022 that would apply to your present situation, your present circumstances, and that prophetic information that Jesus gave, he gave it to us to help us to live out our daily lives. So what was that prophetic information that Jesus gave? Well, you find part of this information in Luke 18 8. Jesus is prophetically speaking out into the future, and he's given some information for us that will help us to be ready to respond. And Jesus says this word, these words here, this is the information. When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Here's what Jesus was asking. He says, listen, when this world uh, that we live in grows darker and grows more distressed and when people become hopeless because of everything that's going on in the culture, when the culture becomes more godless, when things get wild and things get wicked in this life, when our world systems that we know and have depended on begin to crumble and fall, when all hope is gone, Jesus is asking, will there be a people on the earth who will still have faith in God? Will there be a people that, that will still have a faith in God, that God is working and God is in control? Jesus said, when I come back, will I find faith on the earth? Another bit of information Jesus gave to us that was prophetic, we find in Matthew twenty four twelve. Jesus said, because of the increase in wickedness in the last days. He says, because of the increase in wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. The love of most. Not everybody, but most, their love will grow cold. You know what Jesus was saying? He says, I'm giving you this prophetic information because I'm wondering if there's going to be any faith to be found, because it's going to be hopeless times, and I'm telling you because of the increase in wickedness, if you're not careful in these last days, you can't have your love grow cold. And then the Apostle Paul, where I'm headed now, he picks up on this prophetic information that Jesus gave, and Paul began to send a reminder in a letter to the Corinthians that was very foundational for them as they were living in an ever-changing world. How many of you know we live in an ever-changing world? It's changing fast. Can I get an Amen. It's changing fast. The world that we live in is changing fast. And Paul recognized that in his time. And God spoke through him. And he wrote this letter to the Corinthians. And Paul says, listen, no matter what you walk through. And no matter what you encounter in this world of uncertainty. No matter how unstable things get. No matter how shaky things get in the world around you. Paul says, remember this. When everything seems to crumble. When everything is shaken. He says in 1 Corinthians 13. 13, he says, these three things remain, faith, hope, and love. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. When everything around you in your world seems to be just crumbling, and there's so much uncertainty around us, Paul says, don't ever forget this. There's three things that remain, faith, hope, and love. Love. These are three promises that will remain. These are three truths that are going to be remain. Listen, no matter, no matter what's going on in our world, no matter what's going on in our community, no matter what's going on in the political world, no matter what we see going on in the news, you need to hear me this morning. There's three things that are going to remain. It's going to be faith, hope, and love. And Paul was saying, listen, despite what you go through and despite the information that continues to come at you, and how many of you know there's some bad information coming at us 24-7? We can still be people who have faith, hope, and love. This past Tuesday, I was able to attend a funeral service for Officer Matt Fishman, Uh, They had it at the uh, University of Mount Olive here Man, such a sad time. But at the same time, it was amazing to see Matt's dad stand up. Matt Fishman's dad is a pastor. And Matt's dad stood up and he did such an amazing job honoring his son and at the same time lifting up Jesus Christ. And while I'm... Yeah, go ahead and give God praise for that because it was amazing how the Lord was using Matt's dad... To bring so much encouragement to the people there. But when I was sitting there and and, and I'm just trying to imagine myself in this man's shoes and, and his family, and I know they're all broken, and their reality has changed now forever. And I'm thinking of what this family's going through. But at the same time, when I hear him speaking about his son and, and talking to all those people that were there that day, you know what I could hear? I could hear a man standing behind that podium who was remaining in faith and hope and love. God was giving him the strength to stand there in faith and hope and love. And church, I want you to please hear me this morning. As the world that we live in becomes more evil and darker and depressing, and I'm not trying to discourage you. I'm just telling you what the Word of God says is going to happen. As the world systems start to shake as the world grows uh, more faithless and hopeless and loveless listen we can be people who are walking in faith and hope and love just like Matt's dad even when our world gets turned upside down forever we can still walk with a faith and a hope and a love hallelujah hallelujah God help us you see we're not like the world We're called to be different. We're called to be different. We have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. The Holy Spirit empowers us to be able to to walk and remain in faith and hope and love. And today, just for the next few minutes, I want to just, on this Sunday here, I want to talk to you about faith. And we'll talk about the hope and love going forward as the Lord leads. But I want to talk to you about faith. I can tell it's been a while since I preached because I'm sweating like crazy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Y'all pray for me. Talk about faith. Remain in faith. Here is what the Bible says faith is in Hebrews eleven one. The Bible says now faith is confidence in what we hope for, and assurance about what we do not see. That is what faith is. Now faith can also be defined this way. I'll Put it on the screen for you. If you're taking notes, you can write it down, take a picture of it. Here's what faith, you can define it like this. Faith is is living and walking in the confident assurance of God's goodness and God's power. Faith is, is walking and living in the confident assurance of God's goodness and God's power. Listen, I am confident this morning because I know that the God I love and the God I serve and the God I belong to, you know what? I'm confident today that He is good and He's all-powerful. Hallelujah. Do you believe that today? Do you believe that? I hope you believe that because we're called as Christians to walk by faith and not by sight. The Bible says that the just will live by faith. So whatever you're going through in your life today, guess what? The good... The bad and the ugly, you can have faith in God because He is good and He's all powerful. Every step I have to take in this life, and some steps are not easy. Come on, does anybody know what I'm talking about? It's not always a wonderful day, it's not always a sunny day. Some of the steps I take, some of the steps you take are not always easy. But you know what? Every step I take, I can still have a confident assurance of God's goodness and power working in my life. And some of you today, you need to walk into your situations. You need to walk into those circumstances. And you need to walk in the goodness and in the power of God. You need to walk with a faith that no matter what happens in this situation, no matter what I'm going through, I'm not going to be overcome by fear or worry. No, because every step I take, I'm depending on the goodness and the power of God to work in my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God help us. God, help us to walk and trust and have faith in God and His goodness and power. You see, when you walk in faith and you remain in faith, that's when you start to experience supernatural breakthroughs in your life. When you walk in faith, when you remain in faith. Listen, we're saved by faith. You realize that, right? We're saved by faith. Are you saved by faith this morning? Lift your hand. Come on. But you know what? We're we're saved by faith, but it's just not only believing that you're saved, but faith is about believing and living in a a supernatural dimension of life, a, a dimension where the supernatural works and wonders of God are operating in your life and through your life. You believe God wants to do that, right? When you walk by faith, you see life different. You can talk to people when you know who's, walking in faith and who's not walking in faith. When you walk in faith, you see life different because now you're looking through God's perspective. When everyone else is overcome by fear, you have a strong faith. When when everyone else is shaken, you have a steady faith. When everyone else is falling to pieces and about to have a nervous breakdown, you're standing with faith because you're trusting in the goodness and in the power of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not saying that you are going to... You know, doubt and neglect what's happening in front of you, but you know what? You can still walk through it and you can say, I'm stepping forward in it and I'm stepping forward trusting in the goodness and the power of God to work it all out for His glory. Hallelujah. You can have confident assurance this morning. You can have confident assurance this morning that God is with you and for you. Do you believe that today? You can have the assurance that that Jesus is going to supply all your needs. You can have a confident assurance that that the Lord Jesus Christ, through the work of his Holy Spirit, he will guide you forward in life. You can have a confident assurance that every step you take, God is going to help you. You can have a confident assurance that whatever you're going through, no matter how bad it is, Jesus will make a way forward for you. You can have that confident assurance because faith opens the door to the impossible. Faith opens the door to the impossible. And and if you open your Bibles in Hebrews 11, you'll see uh, what we know as the great hall of faith. And we see godly people who had faith in God for great things. And they were not perfect people. They were normal people just like you and me. But they were commended for what? They were commended for their faith. And the father of faith is a great example to all of us, and that's Abraham. And the Bible says that by faith, Abraham believed God For the impossible. He believed God for the impossible. Abraham was called by God to go to a land he couldn't even see. And he obeyed God and went to that land. And we know the story there how uh, just multiplied and and a blessing to all nations. And then Abraham was also called to to, uh, sacrifice his promised child Isaac. And then the Bible says that Abraham reasoned in his mind. Why was he able to go up to that mountain and be ready to sacrifice his son? Is because he reasoned in his mind and he believed God that he could resurrect Isaac even if he was dead. The reason Abraham could do what God called him to do is because he believed God for the impossible. And the reason that you can do what God's called you to do is because you have a faith that God can do the impossible in your life. Because faith... Opens the door to the impossible. The Bible says that Abraham reasoned. He reasoned. Now that word reasoned, if you study it, it means that uh, he he logically calculated. He calculated the situation. He thought it out. Uh, That word there is compute uh, to calculate. So he reasoned. He calculated. But here's what I see happening to most Christians today. We tend to calculate the situations we're in and we calculate them in the realm of the possible instead of the impossible. We, we tend to calculate what we have going on in our lives and what we're walking through. We tend to calculate and we drift to whatever's comfortable. We calculate what we're going through, or what God's called us to do and, and we drift toward what can be explained. We tend to calculate and drift uh, to what we can see we tend to calculate and drift to what makes sense in our life can I tell you right now that's not faith when you calculate the situations you're going through and you have to have an explanation and you have to see our uh, friend that is not faith we have to trust God we have to calculate in the impossible God help us to calculate in the impossible whatever you're going through this morning listen to me whatever it is that you're going through Stop calculating in the impossible and start trusting by faith for God to do the impossible. Face it by faith. He's a God who loves you. He's a God who is all-powerful. He's a God of goodness. And Jesus said, all things are possible to those that believe. All things. Not some things. All things. Some. Of, I'm just Listen, I'm trusting the Holy Spirit helped build up some faith today in you. Because I'm really just sometimes amazed at how Christians walk around and they walk around with their head down and it's always a a pity party. It's always negativity. It's always the devil this, the devil that. It's time for the church to rise up and say, I'm having faith in my God. I'm going to walk with my God. He's a good God. He's all powerful. I'm not going to let him dictate what uh, the devil's going to do. No, I'm going to trust the Lord to make a way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stop being so negative. Mm, That felt good. Hallelujah. Faith opens the door to the impossible. No matter how hard your present situation might be, no matter how difficult things may be in your life, you can can look at those obstacles, you can look at those troubles, and you can just declare God is good, God is all-powerful, And I'm going to trust him to do the impossible. I have confidence that Jesus can change my marriage. I have confidence that Jesus can work in the lives of my children. I have confidence that Jesus can change my family. Uh, He can break that curse of alcoholism and drug abuse. It don't have to be that way no more. We can walk forward in victory because I have a confident assurance in what he can do in my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have confidence that Jesus can change that situation at my work. I have confident, confidence that Jesus can set me free from that addiction, that stronghold, that bondage. I have confidence that Jesus can set me free from those insecurities in my life, that mindset, that attitude. I have a confidence that Jesus can, can heal my body. Listen to me, friend. If, if you just trust the Lord by faith, it opens the door to the impossible. You look at those people in Hebrews eleven, that I mentioned to you a while ago, they believed God. They believed God for the impossible. I wish you would go back and study that list of people. It would give all of us hope today. That they were flawed people, not perfect people. They had their own issues. And that reminds me today, if those people in Hebrews 11 can believe God for the impossible, then it tells me today that you can be a teacher and you can believe God for the impossible. And Lord, our teachers need to believe God for the impossible. Uh, You can be a nurse and you can believe God for the impossible. You can be a first responder and believe God for the impossible. You can be a trucker and believe God for the impossible. You can be a business person and believe God for the impossible. You can be a stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home dad and you can believe God for the impossible. You can be a student and believe God for the impossible. You can be a farmer and believe God for the impossible. My point is, I don't care who you are, what you've been through, if you have Jesus Christ in your life, you can take every Every step depending and having faith on the goodness and the power of God for him to do the impossible hallelujah we need to believe this morning that God wants to release the impossible in our lives we've seen the Lord do many miracles in this church and I can look around now and I can just I mean testimony after testimony but you know what God's not finished he wants to do more he wants to do more And we need to believe for there to be a release of the impossible in our lives. Our home life, our work life, our school life, our church life, our entire life. I want you to know this morning, your entire life, you need to believe God that He wants to work the impossible. God help us. God help us. Let me pray right now. Father, I rebuke every distraction right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, oh, God, have your way, Lord, and just encourage your people right now, Lord, to have faith, to believe for the impossible. I pray, Lord, their hearts would be encouraged right now, that no matter what they're going through in their families, in their marriages, in their homes, at their work, at their school, whatever it may be, I pray, God, right now, that you would just help them to have faith so the doors of the impossible, the doors of the supernatural can open up. In their life. In Jesus' name. Amen. One last thing here and we'll, we'll, we'll get ready to close it down. Faith will empower you to push through. Faith will empower you to push through. Listen, we have, to, we have to push through in our faith. We have to push through. We have to push through because sometimes, how many of y'all know that, that when you pray and you push through, that sometimes God may not respond right then. Sometimes there could be a delay in the answer. And we don't do well with delays. Do you do well with delays? I don't do well with delays. So we don't do well with delays, but sometimes for whatever reason, how God is working in His providence and His sovereignty, there can be a delay. And when there is a delay, faith will cause you to keep pushing through, to keep pressing on, to keep drilling down into the promises of God. Faith will empower you to push through and not give up. You can declare because you're pushing through in faith, God, I'm not giving up on this thing because you're faithful. Even when I'm not faithful, God, you're faithful. I'm not giving up on this thing I'm praying for, because your word says nothing is too hard for you, Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to push through. I'm going to press on in the name of Jesus. The Apostle Paul, he had a powerful testimony of going through many challenges in his life. We all know his story, how God had an an encounter with the Lord and changed him, and despite all the challenges that Paul went through in his life, and man, he went through some challenges for sure. Do you remember what his testimony was? He said in Philippians, in chapter 13 through 14, he says, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Paul says, listen, I'm I'm going to forget what's behind. I'm going to I'm going to strain toward what's ahead. I'm going to press on. Faith will faith will uh, move you to press on. Faith will move you to push through, push through your shame, push through your suffering, push through the stress, push through your failures, your past, your doubts, your what ifs. Faith in Jesus empowers you to push through until you experience a breakthrough and experience the impossible in your life. My word for you this morning, I believe from God is church, you need to keep pushing through. Don't you give up. Keep pushing through. Keep pushing through. We, we use a phrase praying through. We need to pray through. We need to press on. We need to push through. Faith, to me, is like a drill press. Anybody know what a drill press is? Two of you, praise God. Hallelujah. Faith is like a drill press. You've ever operated a drill press, you have, to, you have to keep drilling down. You have to keep pressure on. You have to press on. You have to keep pushing through until the breakthrough comes. On the drill press, there might be some metal there. There might be some wood there, whatever the object. But you have to keep drilling down. You have to keep pressing through and pushing through until the breakthrough comes. And the apostle Paul, he had a, he had a drill press faith. And I'm just encouraging everybody in here today, you need to have a drill press faith. You need to keep the pressure Your own, you need to pull down, you need to push through, don't let up. You keep going through and trusting God, and sooner or later there's gonna be a breakthrough. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Now, some of you know when you're operating a drill press and, and you're pulling that thing down, especially with metal, there's some shavings that'll fly off and they'll try to fly up in your face and get into your eyes. And if you're not careful, you'll find your hands coming off the, the pull-down lever there to the, uh, push through through the object, and you're wiping your eyes. And that just reminds me what the devil will do. You know, you're pushing through, and you're trying to push through to that breakthrough, and the devil's going to sling some stuff at you. He's going to sling stuff in your face. He's going to try to sling condemnation and shame and your past all up to keep you from getting your breakthrough. And, friend, my encouragement to you is you just close your eyes, and the things you can't even see, you just trust God, Keep pushing through, keep drilling down, and God is gonna give the breakthrough. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Have a drill press faith. Amen. Pastor Kevin, if you wanna come, brother, anyone else, you need to remember this morning that the devil's a liar. He's a liar and he has been defeated. Jesus has won the victory for us. He's going he's to sling those shavings up in your face. And he's going to try to blind you from seeing what God wants to do in your life. He's going to try to stop you from experiencing that breakthrough. But the word is this morning. You keep pushing through. Keep pressing on. Don't give up. God is at work. He's going to bring the victory. He's going to bring the breakthrough. How many of you need a breakthrough this morning? My goodness. My goodness. He's a God who can do the impossible. Man, I pl- I, Lord, please help our people to get this, God. Please, Lord, seal it in the hearts of your people right now, God, that you are the God of the impossible. Stop us, Lord, and forgive us for, for, for calculating and drifting toward what's comfortable and what can be explained and what we have to see. I can tell you right now, there, there's been a lot of things that have happened in my life. And people say, can can you tell me how to, and, and things that are happening in this church. And there's some things you just cannot explain. All you can say is God only, God did this. And that's what the Lord wants to do in your life. He wants He wants to help you today to push through to the impossible. Push through to the impossible. Would you stand with me, please? Just close your eyes. Nobody nobody looking around. I'm going to ask just a couple of questions here, and then we're going to let the Holy Spirit lead us in this altar time. Do you need a breakthrough with your family, financially, maybe in your marriage, maybe it's a relationship with your kids, maybe it's something going on at work? Maybe you're battling some things within, and you need a breakthrough. I don't know what the obstacle may be right now, and I'm sure the enemy has done everything he can to sling stuff in your face. But God's word to you today is just have that drill-press faith, and, and don't quit. Keep pushing through for the breakthrough. Trust Jesus today. Trust Him for that outcome And know that you can trust him because he's a God who's good and all-powerful. Lord, I pray right now that you'll just give people a confident assurance. God, that you will work all things out for our good and for your glory. A confident assurance that what the enemy has meant for evil, God, you can turn it into good. God, I pray right now you help your people to, to reason in faith. Come on, church. I know you're standing right now and I know people have a need and obstacles in their life. But I'm going, to, I'm going to reason in faith. I'm going to calculate in the impossible. I'm going to remain in faith. I'm going to stand when everything in my life seems to be kind of like crumbling and shaking right now. Your word tells me that through the work of the Holy Spirit in me and through me that I can I can remain in faith. I can remain in hope. I can remain in love. And Lord, I need you to help me today to have a faith that will push through my current situation and circumstances. If I've ever needed you, Lord, I need you now. Fill me, Lord, with faith. Increase my faith in the name of